Warning, this episode of Midnight Movie Confessionals contains spoilers for the new movie, The Suicide Squad, that is coming out on August 6th, 2021. This will contain major spoilers for the movie, so please consider yourselves very much warned. The original and regular review will begin in 3, 2, 1... Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else in between. Welcome back to Midnight Movie Confessionals. It's been a while since I've done one. Been about mm, almost two months. It's been a little bit of time, but you know what? It feels good to be back in the chairs again. The theaters have reopened. Thank God for that. They're not fully at full capacity just yet, but that's okay. That's not a big deal for me, personally. I'm happy to see them back. Back in black. I hit the sack. It's good to see them back again. Now, what am I reviewing for tonight? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I just went and saw one of the most anticipated sequels I've been waiting for for quite some time. The Suicide Squad by James Gunn. It is starring Margot Robbie as the one and only Harley Quinn. It is also starring Joel Kinnaman as Colonel Rick Flagg. He's returning. Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis, who was very great in this, too. She's been very great in a lot of movies I've seen her in. It also co-stars for the very first time in a very big major motion picture. I'm always saying in a very big major motion picture. John Cena as Peacemaker. It also co-stars... Sylvester Stallone as King Shark. Paul, no, Peter Capaldi as the Thinker. And Idris Elba as I do believe his name in this movie was. Was. Trying to find it right now. Bloodsport, that's it. He was also known as Robert Dubois. We also have, like I mentioned, King Shark played by Sylvester Stallone. Well, Davis, we also have the returning George Harkness, also known as Digger Harkness, as Captain Boomerang. He's back again, and we have uh, David Dashmalchian as Abner Krill, also known as Polka Dot Man. Diana Melchior as Cleo Cazo, as also known as the Ratcatcher 2. And we have a bunch of others, like uh, Michael Rooker as Savant. Alice Braga as Sol Soria. Peter Davison as uh, Dick Hurts. Nathan Fillion as Corey Pitzner, also known as TDK, formerly known as the Detachable Kid. Sean Gunn as Weasel. And Fula Borg as Javelin, as well as Bailing Ng as Mongol. The movie is set basically in the DC universe, how normally most of these movies are set. Kind of just how they want to play it. It's kind of in a contemporary era of the modern world. It's a contemporary take like it normally is. It's not in real life. How most people think, which is fine. I don't care like that. Basically, it's set on an island in South America. I'm guessing somewhere very close to the Falklands, possibly. But I could be wrong. Basically... Idris Elba's character, known as Bloodshot, is tasked with Colonel Rick Flagg, Carly, King Shark, and a bunch of others to 
recreate Task Force X with a few returning cast members, you could say, and a few new people, like himself, Bloodshot, Mongal, TDK, Weasel, um, and a bunch of others like that. They're basically asked to go to South America to topple this, I guess you could say, situation that's happening down there because it was host to a secret project that the U.S. government decided to keep themselves uh, away from. It basically said, as long as this island in South America didn't cause us any issues, we wouldn't cause them issues, all this, that. The other thing, basically, he said, he said she said, crap. But that's a different story for a different time. Basically, as the beginning starts, it basically starts with um, them all be 13 mem- 13 inmates from Bell Ra- Bell Reeve are being ordered by Amanda Waller to go down there to destroy Juntheim. A Nazi-era prison and laboratory in on the island nation of Corto Maltese, which makes me think it was... They basically took the name of Malta, like what people were called from Malta Maltesians, I guess. Or Maltese. And just thought Corto would be a good name to add to it, I guess, as well. I couldn't tell you. Really. But basically, they're being told to go down there. So people like uh, Nanue, who's King Shark, played by Sylvester Stallone, Bloodsport, Captain Boomerang, Peacemaker, TDK, Polka Dot Man, Savant, Blackguard, Javelin, Mongol, Ratcatcher 2, Weasel. These ones basically with the with Harley Quinn included, as well as Colonel Flag, are recruited as Sasquatch X to go down there and uh, do so. They're all led by Colonel Rick Flag, Harley. Boomerang, TDK, Mongol, Javelin, Blackguard, Weasel, Savant are put on one beach in order to infiltrate the lab. Weasel apparently drowns, of all things. Good job, because no one asked him if he knew how to swim at all. So we're stuck with that. It basically... Blackguard tries to betray the team. He gets shot dead by the military from Corto Maltese, Mongol, and... Boomerang die when the helicopter that comes through uh, destroys them. And TDK and Javelin are shot dead too. Savant's explosive device gets detonated because he runs away in a panic. And Harley and Colonel Flag are the only ones that are left. And they become separated. One gets captured by the rebel soldiers while Harley, or Flag, gets captured by the soldiers. Harley gets captured by government forces. And simultaneously, on the same time, Bloodsport, Nanue, Ratcatcher 2, Polka Dot Man, and Peacemaker are deployed on another side of the, on another beach. And they're convinced to find Flag and um, have the dissonant leader, Silsoria, with them to work together. Basically, they're trying to apparently destroy this. U.S. government project that came about due to the space program during the Cold War. Now, what it is, is it's basically it's this giant starfish mutant alien creature, I guess, called Starro, that basically 
is placed in this place, this area of the world where no one's going to look for it or anything at all. They basically think, oh, we're just going to put it here because we're the U.S. government and we don't give a shit what you think. Basically, they, they kind of go with that sort of attitude with it, which personally is not the best motive at all to really do anything like that. But basically, that's what they're told to do. And uh, Harley's taken to Luna's palace where he proposes. He's basically, Luna is the one that's running the entire thing, running the entire situation for the military and all this. And um, basically, he asks her to marry Harley, seeing her, seeing him, seeing her as an anti-American symbol. He, however, explains his use to John Time is to punish di- political dissidents, including torturing the children. Harley then decides to shoot and kill him, and then herself get tortured by the government because she decided to kill the leader of the said government. Because why not, right? She does this. Only because she was more or less thinking that she's about to marry someone who is just like her ex, Jared Leto's Joker. Yes, he still technically, I think, exists in this universe. We're not really certain. I have not seen the Snyder Cut of Justice League, so I can't say a single thing about that. Don't ask me about it. I don't know at all what's going on with the Justice League. Situation as much as I would like to, I don't know. I have not seen it. That's a different story for a different day. Anyways, I just know that movie's four hours long. This movie was half that, if anything, but it was still very long. Anyways, but anyways, they uh, the squad decides to catch up with the thinker, a hyper intelligent metahuman who works as the chief scientist for Yoltaim. And learns that Harley is alive and being interrogated by Mateo Suarez, Luna's successor. And she manages to escape and encounters the squad as they launch a rescue mission. They reunite together again. They run into Jotheim and rig the facility with explosives. And realize that when they actually find out what they're actually there for, it's for the entirely for the entire wrong reasons. Basically, we were told to go there to... Some were told to just go there and say, Hey, we're meant to go just go blow this shit up. You can't do anything to us. Fuck off, more or less. While the rest of them were told otherwise. The ones that Colonel Flag was based... The Colonel Flag and Quinn and the rest of them were told originally that these guys have to... like They're just basically a distraction. They're meant to die, in a sense, and a lot of them did. But they're also being told that they need to do certain things to get away with like to get this objective done they're basically told to destroy it while some are being told otherwise to keep uh, any drive that they see protected or what have you there's this hard drive with evidence about what happened on this island and now they're being told otherwise to destroy it peacemaker and flag get into a fight about it they get into a giant scuffle where they decide to say no, you're not doing this. I'm not. You're not doing this. This guy, the other thing, while well, the building that they're in is starting to collapse, 
Because good job. Like they basically ran into Harley just by sheer coincidence. Now they're deciding to rescue the world again. Bloodshot actually shoots Taskmaster after after he finds out that he killed Flag. Now I'm going to say in this movie so far. One of my favorite characters is already dead. And I'm very upset about that. But you know what? James Gunn did say in the advertisements that they're dying to save the fucking world. And a lot of the characters that we liked are going to die from the first one. And I mean, honestly, I love how they kind of reiterate the whole thing that freaking Amanda Waller basically said about Task Force X. Saying, you don't do what I want you to do, you die. You run away, you die. You desert me, I'm going to give you one last chance or you die. Basically, like, you either do what I say or you die. You fucking cough on me. You die. Basically is what she kind of gave them. As a basically just don't fuck around or you're dead. But anyways. Peacemaker and Flag get into a duking out fight. Once he uh, sees. Well, once Peacemaker sees. Ratcatcher 2 trying to capture. Everything. Away, they also realize, Welp, what am I doing? I mean, the only thing that they did when they were trying to invade the actual base of Soul Soria to get in touch to try and find Flag was actually Bloodshot and them kind of had a bit of a let's talk a little bit, see what's going on. Basically, Bloodshot and Peacemaker are basically the same thing. Except, Peacemaker is like the douchiest version of Captain America who wears a toilet seat on his fucking head. Basically. He's just basically, if you were to take John Cena how he is as a military soldier, more or less, but you were to make him into a a very douchey frat boy. He thinks all the shit that's going on is funny. And heck, I was laughing at a lot of the jokes and everything else going on too. I mean, the only time I was actually kind of laughing was actually because of King Shark. Because he's the only one that's having fun in the movie. He's trying to, like, understand what he is because he thinks he's his rebirth of a, of a shark god. Because he's literally called King Shark and he's literally someone who... He's almost like Killer Croc. I don't know what happened to Killer Croc. I know he was still alive at the very end of uh, the first one. I don't know what has happened to him now. But I do know that he's no longer with us in this movie. I don't know if he's dead from a previous uh, assignment with Task Force X. I'm not too certain. I do know that Bloodshot is kind of in this for his own reasons. He's actually kind of doing this so his daughter doesn't go to jail or anything like that because Amanda Waller threatened her or threatened him with that sort of thing and I I kind of blasted through a lot of the backstory but that's not intentional I was just because I didn't want to have this be an hour long half the time as the original fucking movie was but basically the whole thing goes all that happens Basically, they find out that the mixed wolves was because of Polka Dot Man and the military explode prematurely. And they technically unleash 
Star of the Conqueror who's being held and tortured and being used by the Thinker for experiments because the Thinker decided to let this beast be his toy for 30 plus years and basically kid like let anyone that the government of Corto Maltese found kidnap and torture them and basically kill them. And in a sense by letting them be experimented on with this destroyer of sorts, this conqueror. And once um, they arrive at the lab, the thinker reveals to the team at, that after bringing the star to Earth, like after bringing them to Earth, the American government had secretly funded experiments that, that was on Corto Maltese for decades. Flag decides to rip open the mainframe to release a hard drive with evidence and threatens to release it. And uh, Peacemaker acts to kill Flag because he feels regretful that it's going to happen while everything's collapsing. Sorrow Free is then free, kills Suarez and the Thinker while Ratcatcher takes the drive. She's hunted down by Peacemaker who gets shot by Bloodsport because he's noticing what's going to happen. Bloodsport, Quinn, King Shark, Ratcatcher, and Polka Dot Man reunite as Sorrow breaks out of the Kion time. And releases the mind control spores that are basically mini starfish. Because that's what this is. It's a giant starfish from space that has some way to control people's minds. And just basically have it so almost like a weird ass iteration of a voodoo doll. Is how I describe it. It's like a voodoo doll. Not fun. Not a... Uh, the most greatest looking item in the world but oh my goodness was it ever scary and um once they uh it releases its mind control spores and slaves the entire city pop like city's populace waller says that's it jobs no jobs done you guys can go home because it ain't your problem but they refuse to stand down and confront Starro while Waller is subdued by some of her subordinates when she threatens to kill the entire team. And these are basically the people that are doing the IT tech support, more or less, and keeping an eye on everyone throughout the entire mission and basically say, like, they basically say, fuck you, Amanda. We're not letting you kill them. They're about to save thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. Mostly because... One, who wants to see more people die because of the American government? Not me, personally. I've already heard enough about what they've done in the past. I don't, like, and I already know about Canada's gruesome past with residential schools as well. So I don't really want to know more. What I do know is that it's kind of fucked up. But as they decide to, um... Organized, Bloodsport organizes ordering uh, in any way and Polkadot Man to attack Starro. Sadly, Polkadot Man is killed. Ratcatcher 2 takes advantage of the distraction to summon the city's rats to overpower it. And at Bloodsport's direction, Harley actually does one of the most bravest things of all time. Takes Javelin's Javelin that she's been holding for the entire movie after she uh, died and kind of didn't know what to do with it. She basically goes ahead and uh, plunges into the eye of Starro and 
Ratcatcher sees what she's doing and orders the rats to go out, like go right into the eye and start to destroy from within side. And um, they chew on the sorrow for to death. King Shark also kind of did the same thing, but he also almost didn't make it either. But uh, with Harley and anyway, Bloodsport and Ratcatcher 2 regrouping, they blackmail Waller with the drive demanding their freedom. She reluctantly agrees, and the, and the four are, are lifted from Maltese, Corto Maltese. But, um. That is it. That is the end of the movie, technically. But there's two sequences that I have not yet talked about just yet. In the middle of a mid in the mid in a mid credit scene, Weasel is revealed to have survived everything and runs into the jungle, and probably doesn't even realize that uh, he's able to run free. He's probably going to cause mayhem if we ever do make another sequel. And and now in a post credit scene, Peacewalker Peacemaker is kind of critically wounded and he's revealed to be rescued and placed in a hospital. Now, that is the actual end of this movie. Not the end of the review, mind you. This movie, I liked a lot, but you know what, James Gunn? You disappointed me a tiny bit. You know why you disappointed me? You forced me through two movies that I didn't like through advertisements to have to sit down and listen to two songs, Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Suede and Mr. Blue Sky. Even though Mr. Blue Sky and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 wasn't really used very much. Hooked on a Feeling was used quite a bit. And it was also used in the adverts. But it was also used in a pitiful scene. But the scene, well, the movie's adverts for the Suicide Squad did not get the, the song that I was hoping to hear. And I'm very disappointed in you, James. You, you disappointed me, but you know what? You made me actually enjoy the first like a movie that I really wanted to watch from you. So you know what? I'm not going to give this movie a zero. I'm not going to give it a one. I'm not going to give it anything lower than what this movie deserves from me, personally. This movie, because of the two things... like Because of the one thing that it really... It, this movie had so many moments where I thought this was going to be a perfect ten... And be a movie that if you've liked... I was going to say a perfect nine, personally, because I cannot put this as a ten... I'm feeling a light to a very heavy 7 on this one. About a light 8, heavy 7. I'm going to say 7 out of 10. Final answer for it. It's It almost got to 10, but Captain Boomerang, dead. Harley's still alive, though. That's a relief. She does kind of get back to the red and the black and has a tattoo with that sort of design that she's known to wear. Like a Joker sort of thing from the Batman from the Batman animated series. So you know what? I'll give him props for trying to change her back to that look a little bit more than she originally had. So kudos for you, James, going on that. But the other thing is killing off Captain Boomerang, like I mentioned, and not hearing my favorite song by Steely Dan, Dirty Work. I only heard it in the adverts. I didn't hear it in the movie, and that really pisses me off. But... I'm not going to bitch and moan and complain about a movie. There's no point. I'm not saying that that's, that's what kills me from not seeing this movie again. Quite the opposite, actually. You know what? I'm happy that it wasn't in there to some degree. But you know what? Don't just tease the fans with that sort of thing, James. 
I know you got a Peacemaker TV series with John Cena going to be in it too for Peacemaker. I don't know if any characters are going to come back. I have heard so many things about what's happening with Harley Quinn. Margot Robbie may not return, sadly. And you know what? I don't blame her. She doesn't need to come back. But if she does, kudos for her. Like, kudos to her. Even if she doesn't want to, I think as I look at it now, I can only think of her voice and everything else just because of that. It's just like, there's not much else I can think of every time I think of this movie now. Like, anytime I, I think of anything involving Harley Quinn, that's what I think of, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else in between. I think of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. There's nothing else about it that changes it. It's, she's just too perfect for it, honestly. But, at the same time, I'm glad I watched the movie. I'm, I'm glad I enjoyed it. And, honestly, if I had to give my fair share on it, I have... I have to give this movie a 7 out of 10. It definitely impressed me. I'm hoping that the next seri- next couple of things in the DC uh, in extended universe does actually prove to be truthfully promising. I'm hoping to hear good things about the Peacemaker TV series. If I'm able to find access to it, I will probably watch it and then later give my thoughts on it possibly i'm not the biggest dc or marvel comics guy i like my superhero comics every now and then this is honestly i kind of wanted to see a sinister six movie for the longest time and i never got that but you know what suicide squad and the suicide squad were just as close as i'm ever gonna get plus birds of prey which was one of my favorites of 2020 not including Sonic the Hedgehog or Bad Boys for Life. I didn't really get to see a whole lot that year. And now, there will be a couple movies that I will be seeing later this year that I will be doing reviews on. Dune, I might or might not do. I might do a redux on this movie later on with someone I know very closely. If they want to discuss their thoughts with me on it, I will ask them and I will record it. If they do not, that's okay. I'm not going to force anyone under their will, like that, against their will to record a podcast with me. I'm not putting a gun to anyone's head or anything like that. I'm not like that. But if they don't want to do it, that's fine. I'll mention it. If they would like to, we will do it. If not, that's fine too. But I will definitely say if I have to see this movie again, I will. And I know I plan to with my uh, partner who was not able to do it tonight. I was going to ask them to join me on this, but you know what? Things happen. But anyways, No Time to Die, as well as The King's Man and Doom will be my next couple of movies that I will be doing a review on. I might decide to do one on West Side Story if, if it comes out this year and I'm able to watch it. I will do so if I'm not able to. That is fine. I'm not really upset about that. I just know that if I'm able to watch it, I will. And I will give my thoughts on that as well. But yeah, the next couple of movie reviews that are coming out very soon will be the next James Bond film, No Time to Die. The next one will also be, if I do recall correctly, it might even be Dune. If it does come out, if it doesn't and it gets delayed again, it will be Jackass Forever. And the Kingsman, as well as 
West Side Story are next on my list for December, and that will wrap up 2021, even though there was not a whole lot going on this year for Midnight Movie Confessionals because of the Blue Book file, the Blue Book sessions and music from the curator's chair kind of taking over. I do plan on returning with another set of sessions for the Blue Book sessions slash the Bebop sessions. But you know what? I do plan on doing a review for the Blue, like the Bebop sessions for the movie. That will come in due time, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know when it will. It'll come in due time. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, keep your eyes on that sudden horizon. Please, 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 please stay safe out there. Everyone out there who are who's listening to this review, thank you very much. Please give it a like, give a review on Apple, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Please give this podcast a review. Please, please, please. You're the best. You're the best. You're the best. This is Scott signing out. End the transmission.